Corey McKenna on MMA Uncensored. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. So, you know, first and foremost, congratulations. UFC contract must be pretty exciting. Tell me how you're feeling right now, knowing that you got that contract. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, been, it's been nonstop since since the fight. Uh, you know, I moved straight out to Sacramento, which again has been a massive goal of mine. Uh, you know, then straight away started discussing discussing fights. So it's just been it's just been a roller coaster of excitement for me. I can imagine. And what was that like for you moving from, you know, South Wales to Sacramento, California? You know, what was that that whole process like for you? Um, I started working on it quite a while ago. Uh, so luckily I started on the visa process back in March. So that kind of almost gave us a little bit more freedom with getting this fight booked. Uh, that was almost a, a bonus on top of on top of everything else. Um, yeah, it's something I've wanted to do since I was like 16. I always said, oh, I'm going to move out there. I'm going to, that's going to be my home away from home, if you like. Um, so, yeah, it's like I'm absolutely over the moon to finally manage to get it done. Like I say, the fight helped me massively with that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. It's definitely a lot hotter out here, for sure. Like, I think half of California is on fire again. Uh, it's just so hot. Yeah, it's it's brutal out that way. Uh, we, we get a different kind of hot here. California is like, I don't know, It's it, their temperatures are, are higher than ours, but – we're very humid here, yeah. uh, so it, it, it just drenches you when you walk outside. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, yeah. it's quite a dry heat here. It's dry, yes. Yeah. yeah, that West Coast heat's tough. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, so how old are you right now? 21. 21 years old, contract with UFC, amazing stuff. Now, you said you've been training or preparing uh, for this since you're 16, or both? Uh, well, I've... Um, I've been training since I was uh, MMA as a whole since I was 13. Okay. Um, yeah, but I first came out to Team Alpha Male at 16. Nice. And who, who got you involved in uh, training for MMA when you were 13? Um, so I was doing karate already uh, when I was like 10. That was more like a bit of a hobby. Like me and my mum went and did that um, whilst my dad was away. And uh, yeah, just kind of I drifted off, started doing jiu-jitsu, boxing and Muay Thai and everything. And then after about a year of competing at that, I was like, come on then, we might as well do MMA. We're doing everything else. That is so cool. And uh, do you have, you have like a gym nearby your house or, you know, you just knew, you know, where you wanted to go train at, the, at that time? Yeah, luckily there was a, a gym called BKK Fighters. Uh, that was literally about three miles away from my house. So it was ideal, really. Uh, we moved on down there when I was 13 and uh, just kind of, I stuck with them up until we moved back to Wales um, a few years ago. Wow, that's that's really really cool stuff. And then like, so now you know, obviously you you know training and you and you're getting prepared. What was it like for you, you know, in in your geographical location on that circuit, competing and and things like that? Yeah, like we we traveled loads as a kid. Um, like my my poor parents would literally have to dedicate whole weekends. We'd, you know, they they would they would drive me like three hours up north just to just so I could compete against the same girl that I always used to compete against um purely just because my dad was very supportive and he was massive on like he understood uh he was very big on me getting experience and getting regular competition so yeah they literally drove me all around the country um I think I was 15 we flew out to Ireland for my second amateur fight um so they're very supportive with that and like I say we just Mm -hmm. just kind of did a lot of traveling and took any competition opportunity that I could get 
Wow, that's that's impressive stuff right there. I uh, yeah, I have fr- you know a lot of friends that fight, obviously, and you know everybody has you know a different story. So it's cool to hear your story and you know how you came up and started competing and things like that. I find it fascinating. So I think that's uh, that's really cool. Now, was the UFC always something that you envisioned yourself eventually getting into? Oh yeah, for sure. Like. I'm I'm one of those people that's all or nothing with everything. So once I decided that I wanted to fight MMA and that was what I wanted to pursue, like naturally the UFC was was the goal, uh, purely just because in most people's like especially back then and I know there's a lot of other big promotions now, but I think still considered to be the pinnacle of the sport. Yeah. Um and I, you know, all I've ever wanted to be was the best. So in order to do that you have to be you know, you have to be in the in the best promotion. Got that right, and they are they're a top dog MMA for sure. Uh, and, and how did you get the call? When you know that whole process, what was that like? Was it a manager, family member? Was it directly to you? Who called you? How, how did that all go down for the contender series? So, uh, Uriah had been whispering in Mick's ear quite a little, uh, quite a bit. Uh, naturally, my manager was met, like sending me emails and stuff. Uh, when especially when we were struggling to get opponents or I had that um, little layoff where things just weren't really looking up um, mm-hmm. but it, it was pretty much Uriah was at Fight Island I think he got hold of Mick got his claws in and uh, yeah he texted me and he went contenders in three weeks so I was like yep cool spoke to my manager quickly like I literally saw my manager about an hour later and I was like what do you think of this and we got it done wow Incredible. So it happened so fast. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. What was that like for you? Like when you found out, like how excited were you when, when you found out you were going to be on the contender oh, series? Yeah, very excited. Obviously at the time, like obviously everything shut down for the coronavirus. So, you know, everyone's a little bit mopey and stuff like we're just training in Jack's garden. We were just kind of uh, doing everything we could to make the best of the situation. And then obviously I got that text and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like <laughs> it ended up being a lot of fun to be honest. Like I say, like gyms were shut. So I was just like, punching my mates in the like in the park and we're in Jack's garden having a roll around but um you know it'd be exciting to see what I can do off of a like a proper training camp now that I'm now that I'm out here and things are opening back up wow yeah because I was gonna say like how you know how was it um you know in your in your neck of the woods in South Wales with the pandemic and and everything going on at training so you you straight up with training outdoors kind of pretty much every day yeah, I ended up actually going uh, going to England uh, just because mm-hmm. like uh, there wasn't well Wales is behind England when it comes to like everything opening up anyway. So I think they're only just starting to open up stuff now. Okay. Small groups, um, mm-hmm. whereas England was a little bit ahead with that, and also I've seen new people because uh, when I'm in Wales, I do a lot more like jujitsu and stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. I had a lot of the MMA boys from like when I was growing up back home. Uh, 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 sorry, back in Colchester. Uh, so I went down there to train with them, but also like, my dad's um, like got very serious uh, like spinal condition, so oh, he's very high risk. That. But yeah, he's all right. He's not, Good. but <laughs> but like I couldn't obviously put my family at risk going out and training and coming back all the time. So I just ended up um, moving moving back to England temporarily and getting some training down there. Wow, yeah, and then. Uh... You know, how, how was it like, too, with, um, you know, the pandemic as far as, like, behind the scenes on Contender Series? How did they treat you? How did they, you know, how did they handle COVID-19 protocol? Did you feel like everything was pretty much, like, very super professional and they handled it properly? Oh, yeah, it was completely so. everything you'd expect. Like, say, 
you know, the top promotion. They're probably like the most professional like that you can imagine. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a, we were all isolated. We got there, you know, Corona test. Then we weren't allowed to leave our rooms. We had like a workout room, and then mm-hmm. I think I had like a day where I was free to kind of do what I want. Uh, not that. What'd I really you do on to. that day? Uh, we we walked to the shop instead of uh, ordered food in. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, literally, like there's, there wasn't anything else to do. I, we had our workout room. We had our we had a hotel room with all the entertainment in it, and I had like my coaches and my, my friend there, so just kind of stayed in anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was it was definitely very different to the usual fight experience. Like you say, it was completely dead backstage. Um, mm-hmm. I had my own warm up room, which I was your eye was laughing because I was literally walking around like all this space for myself what? <laughs> um but yeah it was it was a great experience um and they look they look after everyone really well, obviously. yeah and you know I, so interesting like you know you think like you know you're you're training since you're 13 you get into mma at 16 you're competing you, you you're dreaming about one day getting to the ufc you have your opportunity but the way we envision getting into the ufc you know it's going to be you're in the lights, there's crowds, it's going to be a big thing. So what was that like in your head? Like, wow, I made it to an, a, a, to fight in the UFC. Cause obviously the, you know, that, I mean, it's the contender series, but it's still a part of the UFC. What, you know, what was that like when you, you know, you're there and you're like, well, I envisioned this big thing with a crowd and now it's so quiet. Like how, how was that for you? I think fortunately where all my pro fights have been on Cage Warriors, like mm-hmm. I've fought in front of the big crowds. We've had the big lights like because they very much strive to give that professional, that like that full experience for their fighters. Um, at the end of the day, they're the best promotion in, in Europe. So they're mm-hmm. considered the biggest like, stepping stone. Uh, so luckily, like say, like if when things do open back up, I don't think I've ever lacked the experience of, you know, the, the big lights, the big crowd, which I think is a lot kind of catches a lot of people off guard. Mm-hmm. Um so I wasn't too worried about that. It was very, like, very strange that they didn't have a walkout song. Oh. Um, I was too busy being all distracted and hopping around, laughing with my coaches and stuff to think about, like, sticking my headphones in or anything. So I just kind of yeah. walked out, dead silence. Like, it just felt like a spa day at the end of the day. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, not a spa felt- day, like, like sparring day. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, you know, as, as, it's a very different experience to, like you say, what you'd expect, but... Mm-hmm. It was very enjoyable. Like I say, I'm backstage with Uriah Faber and Jack Mason, like probably two of the biggest influences in my life. Like, and we're just back there cracking jokes, having a little roll around, hitting some mitts every now and then, and just just having a good time. So by the time I went out there, I was just kind of enjoying the whole process. Oh, that's great! Yeah, it looked like you did. You know, tell me about the fight because you know I thought it was an interesting uh, episode for the contender series, because there was so many different backstories for, for each individual, you know, you had your story coming, you know, coming from Wales, you know, move, you know, at a young age, you know, 21 years old, you know, uh, some people lost family members recently. There was some emotional stuff going on there and your opponent, uh, you know, was very open about the fact that she used to be a stripper. She wrote, you know, books and manuals about, I don't know how to be a professional stripper, I heard about, you know, so I thought it was funny, you know, and, you know, respect to her. That's her thing. But I thought it was really funny. What did you know any of this backstory before you got into the, the, the cage with her or there was, there was none of that? I trained with a group of young boys. Trust me. We knew. You knew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. now nah, like I say that like, there's a lot of different backstories. But at the end of the day, we're all getting in there with the same purpose and the same goal. Right. Like 
uh, I said it in my post-fight interview that she's like the best girl outside of the UFC. Uh, my my comment still stands. Like you say, she's LFA champ. Um, and I've got no doubt that she'll go on to great things. Um, but yeah, like, I don't pay too much attention to the backstories. Obviously, I've been very fortunate in my in like kind of my journey and everything. Like I say, I've been massively supported. I've kind of not really had too many too many hardships to go through or anything. Uh, so I've been very lucky there. Um, but yeah, everyone's everyone's got their own lives outside of the gym. But at the end of the day, we're all we're all turned up to, to work hard and to get those wins. So that's yeah. my main focus. 100 and you got a great victory how did you feel about the fight while you were in there uh you know scrapping with her you know what was going through your mind how did you feel about the fight did you feel you know confident you know from start to finish uh you know what was uh what was going on in your head during that time yeah i was very confident like i knew i could i knew i had the tools and that i put in the work to to get that win um mm -hmm. like Jack was laughing at how frustrated I was in the corner. He's like, yeah, you can tell you're really frustrated. Um, <laughs> I, I hate decisions. I really do. Yeah. Uh, so I was getting quite frustrated with myself more than anything. Like, I do feel like I had the ability to finish her, but it was quite mm -hmm. a, tricky, um, a tricky match. Like, obviously, you get all the Twitter trolls come out and everything, but I think anyone that kind of understands jiu-jitsu and MMA will see that it was quite a like, – especially when it's on, on the ground, like she had quite an awkward and strong uh, mm -hmm. guard game and – Less, like, I, I didn't ever feel in danger or at risk to any of the submission attempts or anything, purely just because I knew what, what my positioning and I knew what was happening. Um, like I said before, I think a lot of people underestimate my jiu-jitsu level that I've been training since I was 11. Um, wow. So I, I kind of, I'm very confident on the ground. It was just very, um, I don't want to say stally, but she was, she was kind of nullifying a lot of my offense. And it just mm -hmm. kind of really slowed the match down, whereas like, obviously which didn't leave too many openings for, right. for the finishes and stuff. But I'm happy with the performance. There's plenty to work on. And I do think maybe I didn't capitalize on a couple of moments, but that's, I've got plenty of years to, to you know, show everybody. Oh, 100%. You know, obviously it's keep training, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Obviously you have some great trainers, so you're going you're gonna to be in some really good shape. So after the fight, uh, you win. Do you think you're going to get a contract after your performance? Were you still a little iffy about it? What's what's going on? Um, I, I wouldn't have. I would like there's some great fights on that night. Um, so I wouldn't have. Yeah, I wouldn't have been overly upset or argued if they had said no, go away and get some more experience. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it was unjust giving me it, and I certainly don't think it was too soon. I know Dane tried to build a little bit of suspense and um, you know um and ah a little bit, but I do think that if you look at the level of competition I've fought, um, I definitely don't think it was too soon. Uh, and like you said, if you look at like, a lot of the lower ends of the roster at the moment, I certainly think that I'm ready to jump in there and kind of show everybody what I'm capable of. Yeah, Dana was impressed because, you know, even Dana said you were young and it almost sounded like he wasn't going to give you a contract. When he was talking, were you like, oh, man, I don't think I'm going to get it because the way he was, you know, starting off? Yeah, I mean, like I say, he went back and forth a little bit, and I was just kind mm. of, I was just kind of waiting to see what he said. Um, like you say, I I wouldn't have been overly upset. Like I knew it was going to happen eventually. So if he had mm -hmm. decided that I wasn't ready yet, then I'd have been completely understanding and, uh, you know, gone away and worked on worked on stuff, and then come back later. But obviously, I'm very very grateful that he did give me the opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah. So what's it like? You know. Now you got the contract for the UFC. 
what's going on? Like, how are you feeling? What kind of emotions are you going through knowing that you've accomplished this? Yeah, like, um, obviously, I was very excited, uh, very happy. But mm -hmm. I'm also one of those people that I'm never, I'm never satisfied. So we watched the fight straight away. And then yeah. I was like, right, I'm injury free. Let's get back on the mats. Um, like, I flew to Sacramento on Wednesday. I was back on the mats Thursday morning. Um, and at the end of the day, like, obviously, this is a great opportunity and a great achievement. I'm very, like, proud of myself and proud of like, my coaches and teammates for helping me get there. Mm -hmm. But it is also only the first step. Like, it's almost like, I've reached the UFC like that isn't the goal like mm -hmm. I think too many people view that as the goal mm -hmm. um I'm not you know I'm, I'm not here to just to get to the UFC I, I want to be the best so my focus shifted immediately to making those improvements and getting that next fight booked up hell yeah it's gonna happen soon I'm sure uh, I've, it's, it's booked I don't know if you've seen uh, tell me about it I'm fighting Kay Hansen oh yeah uh, yeah November 14th fantastic i so i didn't see the november card yet i got up until october okay so when did they make that announcement uh they announced it on contenders because let's say i oh, literally I, I missed it i was at the bare knuckle press conference uh ah, and, that'd be it. and i missed it but i am gonna watch contender series tonight so that's awesome news uh congratulations thank you yeah i was literally i like you know verbally agreed to the fight and then uh, i come mm. off the mats and my phone was absolutely flooded again. I was like, oh, it's got out. I, you know, it's crazy how it does that. But, uh, yeah, I think yeah. they announced it on Contenders, I've been told. Awesome. I can't wait. Is that good? That's on uh, Fight Night? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, okay. I've just been given the, the date and the opponent so far. Okay, cool. Damn, that's awesome. I can't wait. We're going to have to do post-fight interview or pre-fight interview. That's Gladly. Good. That's going to be so cool. But I have uh, I have some fan questions too. I always try to get the fans involved because they're they're watching and they want to be a part of it, and I'm more than happy to to do it. So I've got some fan questions for you. Cool. Uh, uh, first one is, why did they call you the Hobbit? Uh, so I need to, I should probably put something up about this just because uh, <laughs> everyone keeps asking. So the Hobbit is from uh, when I was competing in Thai boxing. Uh, about okay. I think it was about 13 it literally just one of my coaches went oh you're like an aggressive little hobbit and it stuck like obviously I'm the smallest at the gym like no matter where I go uh you know I came out to team alpha male being told it's the land of the tiny people and uh, I'm still <laughs> the smallest on these mats but um yeah it's literally just it kind of stuck you know people start making jokes here and there like I have a few training partners back home that are small as well so you know we became the hobbits and uh, people would walk in like oh it's like we're in the shire <laughs> and it just, yeah. it just it just become like a running joke and it stuck so i almost when i was looking for a nickname i used that purely just almost by a bit like a bit of like homage to to my first gym because obviously we moved back to wales and then i was visiting team alpha a lot so it's just kind of a way for me to you know to honor them as such but i did give your eye a little a little thank you after the fight and i have changed my name to poppins so He's got his way. Finally, after years of nagging me, I've told him I will change my fight name for him. Oh, so what is it? Poppins? Poppins. Like Mary yeah. Poppins? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, so what, why, why, why the switch and why the name? So Uriah has wanted me to be Poppins for years. He thinks it's more marketable uh, and he thinks it suits my personality better. He says I'm very proper, very polite. Uh, and he also loves the play on words. He says I'm popping joints and popping girls in the face. So uh, 
I don't know if I'm going to cave and let him make me walk out with an umbrella yet, but I will change the name. You never know. You can, you can get real creative with that. <laughs> That's what I'm scared of. <laughs> That's cool. So Poppins. All right. Well, I, I'm happy for the clarification. And I like the name. It's very catchy. Thank you. And it's like a, it's a I, throwback too, you know. To be fair, it was one of my favorite movies as a child. So uh, it's oh. not too bad. That's pretty cool. F favorite movie as a child, and now that's your nickname, getting into a UFC cage. I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got another one. Um, which fighters do you look up to? So I'm, I'm guessing just to elaborate, I think what they mean is, you know, while you're training and growing up, who were some of the, the fighters in the UFC that you've uh, looked up to? Yeah, to be fair, growing up, it, it wasn't any UFC fighters. Like, I know a lot of people have inspiration, inspirations that they see on TV and stuff. Mm -hmm. For me, it was massively like the boys in the gym. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, find, I find people's work ethic a lot more inspiring than their performances. I think maybe because okay. I know how much goes into the fighting and everything, and like you see the behind the scenes. So, you know, the, the pro boys at the gym, I mean, Arnold Allen's now in the UFC. He's definitely, I think he's top 10 now. Mm -hmm. Um and he's definitely going to be making some waves. He's like once they once they get him a fight. So um, yeah, like lads like that. Like see him on the mats three four times a day, putting in the work. Kind of they were where I wanted to be training mm -hmm. professionally and everything. So yeah, probably them boys and Jack Mason. Like I say, is, was always one of the biggest influences in my life. Like not just in the gym as well, like outside the gym. Like he's become my manager now. But we always joke. Like, a lot of us call him our gym dad. Like he's just. <laughs> He's just, like I say, he's a massive influence kind of all around in my life. And then obviously, I'm fortunate I've got Uriah now as well. Uh, again, he, he looks out for me and helps me with everything all around. So, yeah, more, more just, more probably Uriah and Jack in terms of like fighting, fighting and coaches and just their work ethic behind the scenes as well. That's a really good point you bring up because I do get this question often from, from uh, viewers and you know, who, who are some of the fighters you've looked up to? And I usually get the, the, the typical answer, which is, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. So I really like your answer because it's different. It's real. And, you know, yeah, like we, we tend to always look at the spotlight and forget about, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. And I like that. So much respect to, you know, your gym, the people you've trained with, and, and to you, of course, for even, you know, thinking that way. So much respect there. Thank you. You got it. And then what's your dream match? Oh, uh, to be fair, again, I'll fight anybody. Um, and I'm not just saying that in the cheesy, like, oh, I'm a fighter, yeah. I'll fight everybody way. But yeah. like, I, I have the utmost faith in my coaches uh, and my management that they'll pick the right fights at the right time. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, my job is to get in there and fight whoever they give me. I, I know that I put in the work every day on the mats. So I'm confident that, I could I could fight anybody and you know do what it takes to win. Like you say, uh, I've got the best coaches, the best training partners around me. So, and again, I don't have a dream match. It might sound a bit boring. I don't really. My, my main goal is to be the champ. So, I've, eventually, I'm going to be fighting everybody. So that's, that's what's up. just what I'm going to do. That's what's up. You are a true fighter. I love it. <laughs> so, you got a few months, you know, before your for your first, you know, your debut fight UFC. What's going to be the training method for you? What's the what's the mentality for you for the next 90 days? To be fair, like again, uh, nothing really changes too much for me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to stay ready all the time and I like to train everything equally. So, you know, I know Kay's got good jiu-jitsu and everything. Um, but again, like, I think she's very, very much like me in a lot of aspects from what I've, from what I've heard from other people. You know, mm-hmm. we're both young, we're both training hard. Um, we're both on the mats every day. So for me, nothing's really going to change. The only difference is like my strength and conditioning program becomes tailored towards, you know, a set date. We make sure we peak at the right time and everything like mm-hmm. that. But other than that, I'm still going to be on the on the mats every day, training training each discipline, and then putting it all together in the MMA practices. And it's just for me, it's more about making sure I'm at my best as opposed mm-hmm. to making sure I'm ready for a set person. Understood, understood. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm, I'm glad and I'm happy that you told me the date. So now I'm up to date with uh, with my news because I always need to be up to yeah. date. So thank you so much. And uh, I'm happy and excited to let the viewers know about this. And thank you so much for being on MMA Uncensored, Corey. I, I had a really good time talking to you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Any shout outs you want to give before you go? Um, like I've obviously already sung Jack in Your yeah. Eyes praises. Um, my sponsors, I've got Tatami Fightwear giving me all my fight kit. Um, I'm not sure if I'm still allowed to shout them out, but I haven't okay. had a fight in the UFC yet, so. What they can do, um, <laughs> and then I've got Frankton Group and uh, Reach a Peak that helped me out financially uh, with fight camps and everything. Because uh, as anyone anyone that's in the business knows, it's not a cheap hobby to have. Certainly mm-hmm. not until you're making the big bucks. So I'm very grateful for them as well. Yeah, they, these are some amazing people that do this for fighters. So hats off to those guys, and and thank you. And I wish you nothing but the best. And let's keep in touch. Thank you very much. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. Take care, Corey. Thank you. Bye. That's a wrap. MMA Uncensored with Corey McKenna. You got to check it out. If you haven't seen her fight on the Contender Series, by the way, you got to watch the Contender Series. I know I I just said I missed it, but I was out yesterday. Um, But you got to check out Contender Series if you haven't seen it yet. The fights have been amazing. A lot of contracts are being given out. I just heard that Dana White has released some fighters from the UFC and are being replaced with these uh, you know, new hot prospects that are coming up. So you got to follow Corey McKenna. Uh, she is awesome. Actually, I'll pop up her, her IG right now. This way here, you guys can check her out and follow her on IG because I think it's important. You got to get to know this chick. She's really cool, really tough, and uh, – you know, just a great fighter. And check out her fight that she had. She was on week one. So you definitely want to check that fight out. But here's her IG for uh, the people watching. And then for the podcast version, it's going to be at Corey, C-O-R-Y, McKenna, M-C-K-E-N-N-A, 99. Oh, that's Aaron Judges, not my Yankee fan, baby. I like that. But uh, there it is. Pop it up for you guys right there. Check her out. She was the Hobbit. Now she's Poppins. So that should, that, that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, also, I wanted to give a, a shout out and a thank you to Jordan Levitt. He was also uh, a winner uh, for a UFC contract on the Dana White Contender Series in week one. So shout out to him. Thank you for being on the podcast last week. And also, guys, subscribe to YouTube at MMA Uncensored on YouTube. We got some new videos up. Uh, from the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship press conference that was at American Top Team. Uh, Yo, serious, crazy shit going on with that. Paige Van Zandt was there. She signed a four-fight deal, multi-million dollar deal with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. 
She's moved to South Florida now. She's going to be training at American Top Team. Uh, it's going to be nuts. A fight broke out. Uh, Shannon Briggs showed up. Anthony Rumble Johnson was there. Uh, if you follow Bare Knuckle, well, even if you don't, you better follow him because I think it's personally an awesome combat sport. Uh, but you could uh, – Jim Ehlers, he's a former UFC fighter. Uh, him and uh, Luis Palomino. They went head-to-head, and it got ugly, and they had to break it up. So if you go on our YouTube channel, I was there live. I took some cool video shots from my phone, and I just so happened to be in the mix of that whole thing. So check that out on our YouTube channel. Uh, It was a a lot of fun. And you could also follow us on Instagram at MMA Uncensored, double underscore. Shout-out to my sponsors. For all your CBD needs, hempoca.com. Check them out. Uh, They got the bomb-ass post- Workout massage oil just relaxes you. Really good stuff. And then if you want to get really relaxed, you got to hit up my boys over at Veteran Farms. Quality cannabis, baby. If you really want to, you know what I'm saying? Hit them up. Hit them up. But anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it. And uh, we will will talk soon because I got a big surprise coming up. Take care.